Oh hey, I'm glad you're here. In this episode, you'll hear us talk about a lot of horror movies. However, I watched and talked about a few others. Out around the time of this recording, you can hear me talk Phantasm on the Video Confidential podcast, and also on the Schlock and Awe podcast, talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and Hellraiser 2. All three are movies I thoroughly enjoy, and it was an honor to join those talented hosts. So subscribe to those podcasts while we're on it. Please rate and review any of the podcasts you enjoy, really. I know I need to make this a habit as well. It's just so easy to listen and go on to the next episode, but a few kind words can go a long way. So please be kind and remind people you appreciate them. That's catchy. This goes for all artistic expression. Give those movies five stars. Champion what you love. Put less energy into dragging others down. We're all only trying to do our best. Right? All right. Well, let's get to it. The guests are my co-host, Sarah Marshall, my daughter, Adeline, and actress, Rebecca Kennedy. And this is VHS Presents, our October Watches Spooky Special. Welcome to our October Spooky Special. I'm your host, Dirk Marshall, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sarah Marshall. How are you? I'm good. I'm here. You are. <laughs> good job. I love a spooky special. Yeah, right? This is, our, this is our favorite time of the year, next to November and December. They're all good. Yeah, they're all pretty great. If you're hearing this at the time of this recording, October is almost over. So Sarah and I would like to recap some of the movies we've watched in case you'd like to squeeze them into your end of October. You are Spicy Marshall on Twitter and Instagram. So people can find you there. Mm-hmm, you can find me. That's correct. How's Kitsch going? Going good. I'm there every week if anybody wants to pop over. I've been kind of double platforming. That's true. So just to try to get people to come from Instagram over to Kitsch because I really like that they can interact with me while mm. I'm cooking. So I'm hoping people come on and, and watch. I cook usually Thursdays at yeah. noon, something like that. So What was the last thing you did? The last thing I made on there, they did a soup challenge. That's right. So I made this soup that I like to make when it kind of starts to change season. So it has tortellini and lentils and then some of our red chili lime sauce. So I made that and then we ate it and it was delicious. Yeah, it was super good. (laughs) And then I made so much I shared it with my family. So my mom was just telling me how much she loved it. So that's nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. You just were at a musical with our daughter. You went and saw Dogman the Musical. I did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. to the Oregon Children's Theater. It was at the Newmark building, which we used to call Portland Center Stage. But oh, they changed the name? They, I, I don't know when that happened, but I kept thinking, I don't know what the Newmark building yeah. is. But <laughs> when I got there, I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I've been here, going here my whole life. So it was really fun. It was um, the Oregon Children's Theater always does a good job putting on shows. And this was um, Dogman, which is a kid's series, like yeah. graphic novel series that our daughter really likes. So she had a great time. She laughed she clapped you know people are dancing it was really good it was great that's fantastic Mm -hmm. all right well movie wise i watched a number of things solo but we'll only talk about a few of those and i'm saving my favorite one for the end of the episode great (laughs) and people know that like when we do this yeah a monthly movie roundup that you pick a movie every day like do they already know that 
that's a great thing to mention. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Uh, Tell yeah. them about it because I don't think I mean everyone does not do this. Uh, right, right. I know a lot of people do, and after a couple of years of doing the podcast, I just assume, but I shouldn't assume. You're right. There's a thing called Thirty One and Thirty One where people watch Thirty One horror movies throughout the month of October. For each year, I like to theme the days of the week to kind of force myself to find new things so that I'm not just comfort watching the same stuff. This year, our themed days were Mandible Monday, Tuesday, which is the sequel day, or okay. have to do with the number two. I made some of these very malleable this year, so you wouldn't know what you were getting. And I mean, the only one it matters to is you, really, so you can do whatever you want. Right, it's true. <laughs> then Witchy Wednesday, That's New Thursday... Freddy's Fridays, Satanic Panic Saturdays, and No Sundays, which is a mm, vampire-themed yeah. day. Well, and you've done this for quite some time. I've been along for this journey with you. Yep. Um, but I don't think that lots of people do it. I think lots of people that are into movies do it. But I think even people that are into Halloween don't always... It's just not... It's not a regular thing. Sure. So I would encourage people to do it. Do you post your list? And not this year, I haven't really. We've been so busy this yeah. year. It was actually very tricky. But I think what you're touching on is true in lots of things in my life. I assume that everyone's doing the same thing I'm doing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not. And you kindly remind me that all the time. I mean, I'm I'm in it with you for whatever. Sure. I'm along for the ride. And I really enjoy it. And I don't think that everyone comes up with a different theme for the week. And that's no, the part that I like the best yeah. is we put our daughter to bed and then I'm ready to watch a movie. So it's like, what day is it? And so then, you know, you tell me what day it is and then what movie we're watching. And so it's just always funny to see, fun to see how you fit these movies into these different mm. categories. And I have to say that I feel like this year... Was one of yes. the best. Yes. One of the best. Because yes. sometimes I get bored. Yep. <laughs> sometimes you get bored. Sometimes you just flat out don't like the movie. And so, you know, I pivot. Yeah. Well, I feel like this year you really got my style. Yeah. You got what I would be into. Yeah. And last year we were able to watch a lot of movies, I think, because a lot of things were still shut down and we were pretty much yes. stuck here. So the last couple of years we watched a lot. This year it's been a little harder to fit so many in, but I feel like they've it's been like quality over yeah. quantity. Yeah. Well, yes, that's For true. Me. I did put all of these things um, into consideration when I was making the list. Previous years, there would be like just things I wanted to expose you to. Mm -hmm. And then once I would press play on it, I'd realize like, this is not necessary. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to know what this movie is. So this year I tried to um, really plan things and really mess with you a little bit with that Mandible Monday. Because you said right off the bat, you're like, I'm least excited <laughs> about Mandible Monday, because you know I love things eating people. You do! But it's not really your bag. It's not! Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> so, the first film that we're going to talk about was Mandible Monday, and it was, cool. I think, quite a surprise for you. But before that, I wanted to ask you your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever worn. Oh, that's a good one. As a child or an adult? Any. <laughs> so many doozies. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was a hit. I think my favorite was Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan was really good. Because it was such a Pacific Northwest Do we still have a staple. picture of that? I should post it for the episode. Oh, I'm sure we can dig one up. Okay. I mean, that was before the pictures were on our phones. Yeah, so, it's a Polaroid. Yeah, I think Paul Bunyan was probably my fave. Just because my beard looked really good. Yeah, it did look really good. You have a great jawline for a beard. <laughs> Thank 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. But I went through different phases of costumes. I think as a kid, I've talked about this before, I feel like when you're a kid and you're picking your Halloween costume, you're kind of picking out things that you maybe will become or want to be. Right. So as a child, I was like, a witch, a black cat, a punk rocker. Yeah. <laughs> like all you're all those things, yeah. Just ended up being my life. Yeah. <laughs> so- so those were that. And then I think when you get older, you just kind of get to do things that will be fun for yourself and your friends to enjoy. So I went through a pattern of being a girl that got into an accident. Yes, very bloody. So it would be like, I would wear an ice skater outfit, but be bloody. Yes. Or be like, on my way to Jazzercise, but with a broken arm. I'd always hunt goodwill for all these old casts and arm braces, which now is like disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you a hot dog on a stick lady one year? Yeah, yeah, that was a thrift store find. That was a good one. Yeah, I bought like an old vintage hot dog on a stick outfit. Yeah. And yeah, they don't even have those anymore. They just wear a polo yeah. t-shirt. It's not cool. <laughs> My favorite would probably be the year that I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be a punk rocker or a zombie. And so rather than be a, a punk rocker that became a zombie... We just drew a line down the middle of my face, and one side of it had crazy punk rocker makeup and styled hair, and the other side was the undead. That's and that's probably. just, like, so you. It's... So, I mean, see, I, that's who you are. You're yeah. you're living it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, the first movie we're going to talk about today is Lair of the White Worm, directed by Ken Russell and starring a young Hugh Grant and Amanda Donahue. An old skull is found, and the townspeople begin disappearing. Um... The floor is yours, Sarah. Well, I mean, I loved this movie. I don't know <laughs> how I didn't know about it. Um, I would say if you're like, st- when I first, when you first put the movie on and there was like a guy digging yeah. and it's like kind of like old timey, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. what is this? You know, like thinking I wasn't going to be into it, but it didn't take long and I was super into it. I thought it was really fun. I can't believe I haven't seen it before. I would recommend watching it yeah. to all my friends. <laughs> it's highly stylized, very penisy. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's so good, so good. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away. No, but the no, white yeah. worm is just wonderful. <laughs> yep, I'm a big fan. Yeah, That's... good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's this is one that I was really excited about uh, introducing you to this year, especially on a Monday. I don't know if it was my top pick, but it it definitely was one that I was pleasantly surprised by, and it was a good way to like start off the show. Yes. But then when I was looking it up, because I was gonna say like, I think I was looking up to see when it was made, and the, <laughs> when I googled the white worm, what came up is. Why do I have white worms in my poop? No. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh no, that's like mm, a different kind of terrifying movie. Not. No. <laughs> also, go to a doctor. Yeah, don't Google that. No. Just go immediately and see, seek uh, help. <laughs> I don't even want to record anymore. I'm sad. Our next movie is <laughs> Death by Temptation, directed by and starring James Bond III and Kadeem Hardison tells the story of Faith being questioned when faced by a succubus. What do you think of Death by Temptation? I thought it was really fun. I thought, um, you know, the, the succubus or the vampire woman, Cynthia. Yeah. She was so great. She's wonderful, yeah. Such a good role for her to be in. She did such a great job as an actress. It was just so fun. I loved all her costumes, you know, just everything. I thought it was really... I had never heard of this one either. Yay. And you know, I love like a sexy vampire movie. Yeah. So 
So really, succubus is like right up your alley. It, it really was. It was great. And it was fun and funny too. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like it has these parts that are entertaining. Yeah. I totally agree. I love Death by Temptation. It's beautiful for one thing. The Blu-ray that's out now is just like, if we'd watched this on VHS, which I did, it, it wasn't it didn't look like this. Yeah. And so to see it as it was intended to be seen is pretty fantastic. And Kadeem Hardison is amazing. Yeah. In this. He's just like electric through the whole thing. Just the way he delivers lines yeah. and moves. It's a wonderful performance. And I had taken with my brother, our daughter, to see uh, The Comet is Coming. And so that was like this like... Oh, it's a band. It's a band. And it was this... It's sort of jazzy. They have this saxophone player. And they have all this like music and lights and fog. That's just very much what the band is. But And then we watched this movie right after. And there's so much good saxophone yeah. and lighting. The lighting is just so good. Oh, and lots of steamy, sexy jazz shots. So it was it was very fun to be like kind of feel like I was living that, but right. then also watching it. The Common is coming. Just put out a new album, I believe. Yeah, so good. Get it. All right. That brings us to Satanic Panic, directed by Chelsea Stardust, starring Haley Griffith, Ruby Modine, Anna Stocking, Aaron Murren, and Rebecca Romaine. Not Rebecca Romaine Stamos, this is a different Rebecca. Follows a delivery girl who encounters a satanic cult. What do you think of Satanic Panic? Um, I mean, I think it's fun. Yep. It's not really what I think of when I think of Satanic Panic. I mean, it does have a cult. Right. Well, we know Satanic Panic from the 80s. Yeah. So dif- different for me. I was expecting something totally different than what we sure. got. And I think it was, you know, funny. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not really a horror comedy gal. It's true. So I think if you're if that's your thing, I think you'll like it. Yeah, I totally agree. I heard a lot of great things about this. I think it's directed and acted really well. I wanted to list off all these um, actresses because I think they're they're all perfect in the roles. Um, and I just kind of wanted some fun in in the beginning of the yeah, satanic and panic. I, and I think it, that's totally what it is. Yeah. It's a fun movie. And I think, you know, back in the day when we used to see previews and I would have known what I was going into, Mm -hmm. I think I would have liked it more, you know, but I thought that I was going to see something totally different. Yeah. I heard Satanic Panic. Yeah. I think that's a great point because sometimes I think when we go into movies and we don't know the tone we're Mm going to get, we're not prepared for it really. Yeah. And, and also some people don't like horror comedies that much Mm -hmm. and I, I kind of love them. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, but if you're interested in that sort of thing, a horror comedy with great female acting. Yeah, I thought the acting was all good. The movie looks good. You know, it's fun. You know, watch it. Yeah. That's your deal. Definitely. You'll love it. Next up is Necronomicon from 1993, directed by Brian Usna, Christoph Gans, and Shisuke Kaneko. Three horror stories inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. This is an anthology that's very hard to find, and I watched it by myself. Because there's a gag in this that I'd always seen the memes of, but I hadn't watched this whole anthology. Because I thought it wouldn't be very good. And unfortunately, it's great. It looks really wonderful. And I just have it on a DVD rip. But um, but anyway, there's a gore gag in this that I think, Sarah, if you saw it, you would have nightmares. Mm. Because it's very <laughs> The Thing-ish. <laughs> like, it's a super practical effect that's really disturbing looking mm-hmm. when it happens. And, uh, and so I didn't subject you to this one, cool. um, but I absolutely loved it. I highly recommend it. I hope it gets a, a Blu-ray from one of the boutique labels this year. 
Necronomicon was definitely uh, super fantastic. Next up is Innocent Blood from 1992, directed by John Landis, starring Anne Parlod and Robert Loja and Anthony LaPeglia, Don Rickles, <laughs> I autocorrected to Don Pickles, which is great, and Chaz Palminteri. There's a vampire and gangsters. What more do you want? Sarah, what did you think of Innocent Blood? I, I think that it's fun. The, I hadn't seen, like, mob boss vampires <laughs> yes. before and i think uh the main vampire character marie i think mm-hmm. um she is perfect for this alluring vampire role i think she does such a good job and um i thought it was very fun another one i was surprised i hadn't seen because it's you know hits my sexy vampire yes. <laughs> wants and needs on the head so yeah. i loved it that was great yeah, it's funny because this is a John Landis film from 1992, so he'd already done, of course, American Werewolf in London. It's wild that so few people watched Innocent Blood. It just seems like, I don't know if it was poorly advertised or what. I remember the VHS box, and I remember watching it back in the day. Now watching it, it's way better than even when I was younger. Um, I, love, I love the tone. It's mm-hmm. got some comedic stuff, but it's way darker. I love all the acting, but I think the all-star thing for this is the cinematography, which is by Mac Alberg, which people know from Ghoulies, From Beyond, Reanimator, Space Truckers, Robot Jocks, and Arena, some of my favorite films from when I was young. And here it's like they gave him all the right tools and he had the budget, mm-hmm. and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Like the film noir aesthetic of this, the way the depth of field, the way things are shot and lit, it's like every single scene, whether it's a vampire or people talking, it's just a feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. I just, I absolutely love how this looks. And yeah, good pick for October. Thank you. I know that one was just for me. It was. <laughs> I was really excited. No pressure for next year. Next was one of our Tuesday picks. This is Subspecies 2, directed by Nicolau, Ted Nicolau, and starring Anders Hove. Killers of vampires hunt a very bad vampire in Subspecies 2. What did you think? Well, so Subspecies, I... Just saw the first one last year. I think you had it on our October agenda. And so I wasn't really familiar with the series or I think you call them franchises. So I I didn't really know about it. So that was the first one last year. This was the second one. Mm -hmm. You just showed me a box set that you had that has like, what, six or something? Five. (laughs) Five. Is that how many there are? Yes. Although rumor is there might be a sixth, but Anders Hove's not attached. So I'm very excited about that one. Something no one cares about me saying. <laughs> okay, I follow you completely. Yeah. <laughs> That's who plays Radu, the main vampire guy. Yeah, well, so I think the interesting thing, and now in seeing like a second one, you kind of see a style pattern of the vampire, yeah. of the kind of effects. And I think that they're fun. You know, like everybody sort of has to pick their own way to make these kinds of movies their own. And so I think that, this is one of those things where you could see that box or you could see the outline of, of the person and you would know exactly what series it belongs to. And so yeah. I think just that in of itself is kind of a cool thing. I thought it was a fun watch. I'm interested. I think eventually we'll see all of them maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, we will. <laughs> I haven't seen past three. Mm. 
So there are some that I have not seen. If you haven't seen Subspecies, you maybe have seen a clip of it, because it's the one with the vampire with the long fingers, where he breaks his fingers off and they turn into tiny, tiny little minions demons. of darkness. I mean, I'll never forget, <laughs> forget that. No. It's like, it lives in my head forever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you were in for the first one, I was very excited for this year to show you the second one. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. I think the tone is super fun for these. They're they're full moon movies, so there's always going to be something tiny killing people. That's who did the Puppet Master ones. And yeah. And I, I just think Radu is such an interesting vampire. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. And in this one, his whole beef was with his brother, or maybe, maybe that was the first one. No, um, I, well, his mom is a big part of this one, right, which yes. I really liked. Yeah. I liked her, too. Oh, it's so good for October, because she's yeah. like a spooky, witchy creature-y thing. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I I had fun with that, and and I, yeah. I you know I like when special effects are like real special mm-hmm. effects. So I I liked her practical yeah, effects. Yeah, practical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Which brings us to another two, The Omen Two, directed by Don Taylor and Mike Hodges, starring William Holden and Lee Grant. It's more Damien. What did you think of <laughs> Omen Two? Well, here's what I think about Damien. So. Just the name in and of itself is always creepy. You never meet a Damien that you want to hang out with. And I think that... Sorry, Damien with Jesus. <laughs> just I just think within these movies, you don't want to hang out with Damien. Yeah, you know, he is um, pure evil. But I think, you know, when he's little and evil, it's scary, right? Because it's like... Yeah. But when he's 13 and evil, it's like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An evil teenager is kind of just like a regular teenager. Yeah, it's like, not that different. He's a bully. He does kind of bully things mm-hmm. to the other bullies, but he's like better at it because he's evil. And I just, I didn't love it. I don't really want to spend my time watching a 13-year-old bully. I know. I there's three don't. more. <laughs> does he get older? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't even looked. The Omen is a series that I was never that into. Mm-hmm. I saw the first one and I was like, okay, whatever. Around when I saw Village of the Damned and Children of the Corn. And I was like, I get it. Kids are creepy. But it's, it's also just feels a little stuffy. I don't know how to say it other than that. Like it just doesn't, it's not a cozy watch for me at all. And so I don't know. I'm interested in seeing what the rest of them are, but just the second one. And I feel like it's only for completionists, you know? Yeah. Well, I think he must get older because he's supposed to be like being guided in this one into like becoming pure evil. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right now he just kind of sucks. Yeah. (laughs) The Omen too. He kind of sucks. Which brings us to In Fabric, directed by Peter Strickland, starring Marianne Jean-Baptiste, Fatma Mohammed, and Gwendolyn Christie. Department store witches and a cursed dress. So fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you found this one. Yes. Because I've never heard of it. It was really good. You get to see a lot of 70s witches bush, yeah. which is fun. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, I say, if anything, just watch it for that. <laughs> I mean, I think you just turned a lot of people onto In Fabric. Great. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Fun. You'll have a good time. I agree. I love these witches. Mm-hmm. I love the department store. I love the way they speak. I wrote a couple of things down. Oh, yeah. I wrote it on a scrap of paper somewhere. I don't have it anymore. But I, the way that they talk about how women think about their bodies yeah. and their clothing and, 
you know, finding things that they feel like are their skin. And and they are using this for evil, but I think that the things that they're saying in this roundabout way are really important. And I just love the writing in this movie. I just think all of it, the lines that they each deliver and the story arc, I just thought it was really good, really well done. Yeah, I agree. I think everything you just said is true. If you haven't seen In Fabric, definitely watch it. Even if someone said it's about a cursed dress and you think that sounds silly, Peter Strickland makes it completely work with the believable actors. In Fabric rules! Up next is Saloom from 2021. Director Jean-Luc Herbalut stars Yan, Gail Roger, Salaya, and Mentor Ba. Uh, three mercenaries take refuge in the Senegal and run afoot of some evil. This is on Shudder. It's awesome. It looks badass. I love these three leads. I watched this by myself. You came in at one point. Yeah, I think. I hope we get more movies from this region. I hope these actors get tons more work. I hope that there's a prequel where they just go around being three awesome badasses. Saloon rules. That's great. Up next is Vesper from 2022, directed by Christina Boyzite, Boozite, and Bruno Samper. It's a sci-fi drama, but it has horror overtones, and so I want to encourage horror fans to check out Vesper because it has some really cool, weird effects, and there's, I don't even know what you call them, like stormtrooper type of dudes, but they have these skulls that are just skulls in their helmets. It's very cool looking. I highly recommend the horror fans give it a chance and support the movie Vesper, which just came out. Which brings us to Two Witches, directed by Pierre Sigardis. And starring Rebecca Kennedy, Christina Clubadina, I think my auto-corrected something there, Belle Adams, Danielle Kennedy, and Marina Perotti. I don't want to say too much, as I believe the less you know, the better. So instead, we'll transition to our conversation with actress Rebecca Kennedy. And now we don't want to spoil the film per se, but we do reveal a few plot points in this conversation. So I believe it's better discovered on your own. So maybe watch Two Witches. Please do so. And we'll be right back with Rebecca Kennedy. At the time of this recording, the movie Two Witches has just hit streaming platforms and has a beautiful Blu-ray from Arrow Video. To celebrate, we're joined by one of the stars of Two Witches, Rebecca Kennedy. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Now, your profession is interesting because as an actor, you become the face of these films, shorts, TV shows, but your involvement with it can often be a long, long time ago. Sometimes these things are in production for a long time. So when was the beginning for you with Two Witches? Yeah, it was November. It was Thanksgiving break of 2019. And I was actually back in Texas where I'm from visiting family and doing that whole thing. And Christina Klebe, who's in the movie, who plays my wonderful roommate, Rachel, messaged me and was like, hey, we have this film. We're trying to fill this role. I thought of you. Would you be interested in reading the script and taking a look? Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, please send the script. <laughs> um, so they sent the script and they sent um, the first part that they had filmed. And I think they sent uh, his short film that he had done so I could kind of see you know, what else, what, what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Um, I read the script and I was like, yes, I'm in, I would love, I've never played a witch. I've never played someone this um, evil, this um, so much of a villain of the story. And so I told her, yeah, I would totally be interested. So she sent my stuff over to Pierre, the director, and he looked at it and we, we talked and that was kind of it. And then I came back to LA and we started shooting uh, pretty quickly after I got back. 
And then we got shut down because of the pandemic. We took a break, obviously, for the holidays. And then we came back, we got shut down, and then we finished in 2020. Once we could get filming back up and running again. So it's been quite the process, for sure. Last year was an amazing festival run that we did with the movie. You know, it's been ready to be out since last year, but they wanted to wait until we could do a a proper Halloween release, which I think was smart. Like you said, as an actor, you're waiting sometimes (laughs) quite a while. (laughs) That's really interesting that that's how you got the role because as a viewer and a watcher, I just figured it was written for you because you do such a good job. I figured they would have you in mind when they were writing it, but it sounds like that character was already written and then you tried out for it. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you to say. I felt when I read it, I was like, oh, this this would be fun. This is something that is in my wheelhouse that I haven't done yet. So I I really appreciate you saying that so much. It was also a little scary because you never know how people are going to react to a character like this. So I've been really pleased that people are really loving her in the villain way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, as an actor, you're also sort of at the mercy of the production budget, the lighting, the editing, the directing. Like you can give the best performance that you can give and you can be failed by any aspect of these things. And I feel like the execution of this so perfectly captures what you're doing as an actor that it's just like a powerful performance. Oh, thank you. That's really a big credit to Pierre, our director, who is also our magnificent DP. Yeah. (laughs) Because he cared a lot about Mm close-ups and medium shots and didn't do a lot of um, wides. And, you know, we did some establishing shots because you have to, you know, establish where you are. But um, sometimes uh, as an actor standpoint, Films can get caught up in filming a lot of takes of a wide Mm -hmm. that you're not going to actually use for the performance. And then by the time you get to the close-ups, you don't have as much time or um, it feels rushed because you're out of time. So Pierre was great because we didn't do a lot of that. And he edited it so well as well that I feel that what I was able to do was conveyed in the film in a beautiful way instead of losing that in the editing. That's really a testament to his work as well in catching those um, moments and using them. That's great. I think he also did part of the score too, didn't he? Yeah, he plays the piano. I mean, he's just, he was also a gaffer. He did our lighting. I mean, he's just, he's incredible. Yeah, and this is the first feature, right? He did a short, but this is the first. Yeah, this is his first feature. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. I, uh, I can't wait to see what Pierre works on next. I know this also isn't your first foray into horror because you've done Creature, Bastard, and Limbo to name three. Um, do uh-huh. you enjoy enjoy genre films or are you just interested in looking at the different characters? Both. Yeah. I think the answer is both. I didn't start out. Uh, I loved horror films since I was a child. I, I saw my first horror film when I was 11, which was the It miniseries. <laughs> and yes. then I was hooked and I, you know, tried to watch every horror film that I can. Even the ones that my husband's like, what are you watching? <laughs> I still, I'm still in. But I did, as an actor, I didn't think about, oh, I want to act in horror. That was kind of the first things I started to book, like House Hunting, Creature, like you mentioned, Season of the Witch. And so once I was in, I was like, oh, wow, this is really fun. I'm really enjoying this as well. And also... Like you said, the characters, I've gotten to play such different roles within the genre and have some more fun ones coming up that it's it's been great to explore so many different characters and so many different roles, even though it's still in the genre, it's they're not the same characters. Yeah. So that's been really exciting. 
I think that probably helped you for this role, too, because your character really goes through this, like, transition of being kind of weird, lost, creepy, and then into this, like, terrifying, evil witch. And so you could play all of those parts. And so it was really nice. I thought you did a great job, like, transitioning into this powerful creature sort of person. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was definitely a draw for me with the script was her transformation and that that beautiful arc that she has. Now, I hope that when you're watching at first, you're like, I don't know what she is capable of. And then by the end, it's like, oh, she's capable of, of anything really. Um, so that was definitely one thing that I loved about reading it. So thank you so much. That means a lot. When I looked up Two Witches online, the first review I saw said, Rebecca Kennedy doesn't miss. That's the opening heading for All it. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I was reading through and seeing that there's a steady following for you as a, as an actor of people that are following you from your television roles to your film roles. And that's not really a feeling that a lot of people get. Sarah and I both did social work for 10 years and there's not a lot of warmth, kindness, and high regard for your efforts in that field. <laughs> and now Sarah has a food business where people, strangers come up and say the most nicest things you can ever imagine. And so I can't imagine what it's like for you to do the work years ago and then have people say, we're right behind you. We're following you from role to role and you never miss. Yeah, that is, <laughs> I, yeah, that was very, very kind for them to say, you know, the fans are, I, I hate to even use that word sure. because I don't feel like I'm anybody to have fans. Like I shouldn't have any, but the fans of the films of, um, you know, film in general have been so um, amazing and so lovely. And it's funny that you mentioned I did SVU quite a few years ago now. It came out in 2018, but I still have people that um, recognize me from it. And yeah. um, just earlier this year, I was in Canada for a TIFF and and someone came up and was like, were you Esther? And I'm like, yes, like, wow. And that's crazy because there's just one episode and it's something that it's like the show moves on and you think that, you know, it's done. It's incredible that people will continue to follow your work and continue yeah. to watch the next thing you're in, that's really humbling and really blessed and feel lucky to have people that um, are willing to do that. Yeah. And I know you have four projects, at least, that are in pre- post-production right now. And one of the announcements for that had that credit cited. It's like actress, SVU actress. Like That was the, how they used the lead-in for it. And you're like, that was a long time ago. I've done other things since then. <laughs> But that's what a lot of people know. Sure. I don't mind being associated with that show at all. The fact that it's still on and and it's still running strong is incredible. Well, Sarah and I had an absolute blast being terrified by your performance. So scared. Uh, So scared. As well as the other cast members. This movie really worked on us, which is why I tweeted it out, which is how we ended up getting to have this conversation. Um, The Arrow Blu-ray has many great supplements, but I was wondering if you had any on-set stories you could share with us from the making of this film, anything that stood out or any challenges that you faced? Yeah, Arrow, the Blu-ray is incredible um, for anyone that is, you know, listening and it's on the fence. It's got a lot of great behind the scenes stuff. If you're not sure, you can also rent it for 99 cents. So you can't really beat that (laughs) as well. As far as stories go, one of the more challenging things I think was I mean, a lot of it was interesting because a lot of it was trust, Mm -hmm. trusting Pierre uh, with the faces and how far to go and what is going to work and what doesn't work. But near the end, um, 
you know, try not to spoil things too much, sure. but when I'm in the coven, you know, I'm talking about that was during the pandemic. And so a lot of the actors were older that were in the scene and they were very concerned as they should be about keeping everyone safe. So we filmed all of that separately. Oh, weird. When I was laying there, I was alone. And so Pierre would just be like, okay, she's, which is over here now. Okay. She's above you. Okay. She's <laughs> over here. Now the devil is coming in. This is what you're seeing. So that as an actor would have been lovely had you had them there. Right. But also I understand, you know, keeping everyone safe and especially um, older actors, you know, I mean, anyone really, but sure. especially them. And so that was more challenging just because I wanted to make sure that my reactions matched what was actually happening. So that was probably one of the more challenging scenes as far as that goes. And also it was funny, the scene where I go to Danielle Kennedy, Rachel's mother. Yeah. A lot of that wasn't there. Like the bunny wasn't there. We oh. filmed uh, Rachel under the table later. So a lot of the, the stuff was reacting to things that weren't there and making sure that everything, I was very worried about that scene. It felt very, for me as an actor, I felt very lost in it yeah. and not in a necessarily good way, but it turns out to be one of my more favorite scenes in the movie, which is ironic, but at the time, you feel like, is this working? Is, is all of these reactions, like, what am I doing? You know, that's making a movie, right? Yeah. Just all the things that aren't actually there <laughs> that you're that you're working with. And, you know, we did most stuff practical. So it was funny. The one scene when I, I'm trying to apologize to Rachel and she, you know, she's like, yeah, I forgive you, whatever. And she leaves. And I'm like, Merry Christmas. And, you know, I blow out the candle with my yeah. hand. You know, we have, I think it was the makeup artist on the side with a cardboard you know, going, but again, little blow out. So there's all those fun things that when you're filming, feel silly and you're like, I don't know if this works, but then when you watch it, it works great. So, so those are probably some of the, some of the stories. I don't have too many yeah. bad things and or crazy things. Every, everybody on set was just so amazing and so lovely and such great actors and just um, great collaborators and so generous that it made it, um, made it really easy. I think having to film in that way too probably made it so that, um, you know, cause we couldn't tell that she wasn't under the table or that anything was happening, but what you could tell is like, it would be very focused on you where I think if you were all there at once, maybe it would have been drawn back. And so it, all those different times where even when it's the different witches from the coven in different places, I think it makes you see them and be terrified of them or be connected to them. So like all around it really worked to like, draw you and connect you to those characters as something super intense is happening, where if yeah. it would have been like a full pull out of everybody, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have maybe connected to everybody so well. So I think in this particular movie, pandemic worked for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you said, I mean, as an actor, you get those awesome, beautiful close-ups yeah. um, that you may not have gotten if everyone was there when you're filming. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Which as an actor, like, you can't ask for more than that is just to be able to see the work that you did on screen. <laughs> yeah. And it's good practice for you to be in one of the next Jurassic World movies or something because you can act when something's not there. When something <laughs> is not there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you just use your imagination and, and maybe your imagination is more terrifying than what is actually there. Who knows? Right. You know? Oh, that's a good point. Well, this is the last question, uh, this being an October episode. We're talking with you, who's starring in a brand new horror movie that's out now, and I thought it was fitting if we each shout out another actress's performance we admire, just to keep the appreciation train going here. Rebecca, would you like to go first? Sure. When you sent me that, it's so hard to pick one. Right. I feel like 
there are so many amazing female performances out there, not just in horror, but just in, in general. Yeah. But I'll stick to the horror genre because that's what we're in. Yeah. And I feel like I would be remiss to not say Sissy Spacek and Carrie. Yeah. yeah. Good one. I feel like I have not. I've <laughs> graciously been mentioned, her mentioned in my performance to this. And I feel like I don't even belong in the same sentence, but mm. um, I feel like she's so amazing in that movie. Um, and so just heartbreaking and frightening and just all the things that you want um and she's just I mean she's incredible still of course but that performance especially really um you're like who is this Mm -hmm. um she's just you know incredible yeah it's a similar kind of character arc Mm -hmm. is the fragility to strength that traveling through those two roles that's great Sarah would you like to uh yeah, I, I think um, I would pick Virginia Madsen in Candyman because I think, too, she has a good transition arc of being this scholar and researcher, then becoming, like, infatuated, obsessed, and then bewitched in the end, you know, where she just had, loses all control over everything because of her obsession. So I love her way of playing all of those different pieces. I think it was one of my favorite horror, you know, roles. Yeah, she also gets great close-ups in that one, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Such good lighting in that one. Yeah. Well, I went a little more on the fun side of things. That's not like you. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so I chose uh, Mary Neppy and and Gabrielle Elise because they're just sort of equal partners in the movie Snatchers from 2019. I don't know if you've seen that one, Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. It's just a movie I don't think gets enough love. And it's like their friendship really kind of grounds the film. And then when all the fantastical, weird alien pregnancy stuff happens, you care about the characters. And I I love that. So I wanted to give those two a shout out. That's another film that was started and stopped and went from like 2016 to 2019 and was recut. And like, oh my gosh, how you all do what you do is very impressive. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for taking time to speak with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for the love of the film and support. Um, you know, just like a little indie film. So the fact that people are enjoying it and that you enjoyed it and threw it out there is, means a lot. Oh, well, thank you. That's, that's what I do. It'll be something that I'll talk about. <laughs> On and on and on. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned um, being able to rent it or buy it. And I think that, you know, Dirk had rented it at first. And I think while we were watching it, he was ordering the Blu-ray. <laughs> no, what happened was I, pre- I pre-ordered it. And, oh, okay. and I didn't even watch a trailer. This is, I just had a feeling like when you said it was going around, I saw the name from a festival and was like, oh, I'm going to definitely watch that. And Sarah and I watch which movies every Halloween, every October. And I put it on and knew absolutely nothing. I didn't know the aesthetic or anything. Like you went into it, Rebecca, knowing what his work previously looked like because it's beautiful. Right, right. And I didn't know a press play. And instantly I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is good. And then the performances and then, I mean, the whole thing. We, we just loved it. We kept saying, nope. We refused to turn our one light out that we had on in the room because we were like too freaked out. And we watch a lot of scary movies and things and they don't always scare us or it's not as fun of a ride. And this movie, start to finish, it was just an excellent cinematic roller coaster, if you will. Well, thank you so much. That means so much to us. Absolutely. You are Rebecca Kendry on Twitter, Becca K on Instagram. Is that correct? Yeah, you know... <laughs> 
back when Instagram first was a thing, yeah. it seemed like it wasn't going to be a thing and my name was taken. So uh, I just picked something random because I was like, who cares about this platform at the time? Didn't was not as big as it is obviously now. And I was like, well, I'm, now I'm in. Now I'm stuck with this name. Yeah. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I followed you. And they're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, that's me. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, people can find you on Instagram. It's still a thing, I guess. The movie is Two Witches, and it's streaming everywhere right now. But I also got to say, pick up that Blu-ray. It's gorgeous. And always, we'll be right back. And we're back. That was awesome. What a treat to get to have a chance to talk with Rebecca. So fun. You know, I'm always very in awe of you and your interaction with people on Twitter and on the internet because you connect with all these people Thank you. and you just happened to tweet about the movie and then she wanted to come chat with us, which I just thought was so cool and so fun. And I would have never been able to meet her, have a conversation yeah. with her or anything. And you made that happen, which is really cool because she was amazing. Yeah. You just put the truth out. Like we had just watched the movie the night mm -hmm. before and had such a fun time together. Mm -hmm. What a great ride this film is. And, you know, I just wanted to put it out there so hopefully more people would check it out. Because like she said, it's streaming for 99 cents. I hope that that gets more people to watch it. But yeah. like I would have paid six ninety nine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I hope that people press play. I knew a lot of people did on the Discord that I'm on with other podcasters. They checked it out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the fact that they push play and gave it a shot makes me feel good because you know all these people will hopefully get to do more and more work but yeah and then to have the opportunity to actually speak with the person because there's weirdos out there so anytime <laughs> an actor is a, is willing to you know have a zoom conversation with you like i that doesn't isn't lost on me mm -hmm. i you know because you have to get the person's email and all this other stuff and it's just like well, what am I opening myself up to? But I'm I'm glad that she took a risk on us and gave us a little peek into the process of making Two Witches. Yeah, it was so cool. And I think, you know, sometimes people think that to be able to talk about films, they have to be critical of them or talk about no. anything that's wrong. And I, I think that because you don't do that, that's not who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And you just want people to engage in cinema and watch movies and collect movies and, you know, honor these actors and these filmmakers. And I think because of that, you know, people are willing to give their time to you because I they're like, so. oh yeah, thanks for realizing like we made this movie together. And maybe a lot of people aren't talking about it yet, but you are and you want other people to see it. Mm -hmm. And I think you, in this situation, you got to be like the hype man for this movie, which I think is really cool. And I think it's really one of the reasons that she would come talk to us. So Good job, Eric. Yeah. It was very fun. I hope so. It's also one of those films, she's done other work. She's been in high-profile mm -hmm. TV shows. But there's sometimes you see an actor's performance. I just got goosebumps thinking about this. And it's so perfectly acted and captured in that film that you just go, I know this person's name forever. And yeah. I'm going to continue to watch whatever this mm -hmm. actor does. And I love those things. Because yeah. you can always draw back to it. I remember I saw them in this. Even though I have seen other films that she was in. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is the one where it was just like, perfect. Yes. I got it. So Agreed. anyway, two witches. Definitely going to be in my top ten movies of the year when I do a list in December. Yeah, um, and sometimes on our Halloween viewing we'll sneak in some faves yeah you know, and i hope that this one makes it back in oh for sure so with how much fun it was 
definitely watching it. Screaming. I wouldn't turn the lights out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was, I had such a good time. Something that was maybe not a good time is <laughs> Head of the Family, directed by Charles Band. A man blackmails the mutant leader of a cold-blooded family to kill his lover's husband. Not a fan for yourself. Well, I mean, I watched it and I was fine with it. You're the one that turned it off because I wasn't, like, overjoyed by it. But it wasn't my thing and I was very tired. Yeah. So. (laughs) Here's what happened, people. So a couple years ago, there was a movie called Nightmare Sisters. And I put it on and Sarah said very politely, have you seen this before? (laughs) Which is a nice way of saying... Uh, I don't like this. And, you know, it's a very indie, very, very rough movie. Mm. Not like not like this, but the acting is not exactly professional. And this film maybe has some similar performances that I think hit you in the same way. Mm-hmm. And we can't pick the things that are not our thing, you sure. know? And so I was like, okay, but stick with it. I'm always willing to hang on. Sure. And then it got to the part where you meet the head of the family, mm-hmm. which is, this isn't a spoiler, it's on the poster and the Blu-ray. It's a giant head. Mm-hmm. Which with, I didn't know. In a wheelchair with little arms. He's, I didn't know that's where, where we were headed. He, he's the head of the family. And I was like, huh? And you're like, no. And I was like, well, it's just this for the rest of the movie. So <laughs> we switched to something else because there's no reason to subject you to anything. You've got the visual gag of what this character is. But if anyone likes that full moon feel some of the more i don't want to say amateur acting but less polished maybe performances or maybe it's the fact that they're just so stylized it's just um a lot but i would say go ahead give it a shot but it was it wasn't sarah's favorite next is phenomena directed by dario argento 1985 italian supernatural movie where jennifer Connolly can mind meld with bugs the soundtrack rules it's got goblin iron maiden and andy sex gang on there sarah how did you enjoy phenomena well i mean i you can't not like it just because the music is so good yeah it's so fun goblin goblin forever yeah goblin forever (laughs) it feels like he's argento's doing like mini music videos with this movie that he's just loosely tied into i was excited to show you this one one because jennifer connelly labyrinth we all love her from that and uh What's the ass to ass movie? Requiem for a Dream. Um, <laughs> she's frowning. I was hoping this might be your favorite Italian horror film, being that you're not a huge Italian horror film fan. Yeah, I I mean, I think solely based on the music, the soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, I guess you liked Murder Rock fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't not like Italian horror. Yeah, right. I think Old Suspiria was the one that you were just like, "This isn't winning for me." And I'm like, "Well, this was like the the one that everyone loved." <laughs> this was everyone's love child. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of something everyone loves, we then watched Halloween Ends by direct David Gordon Green. It's another ending for Laurie Strode. What did you think of Halloween Ends? I mean, I'm glad I watched it. So now I think I've seen. Have we seen all of them? Have we seen all the Halloweens? Yeah. yeah so. Um, I feel like it's just one of those things. I will stick with it. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's great. Once I heard somebody say that it was supposed to be a comedy, yeah, it made more sense to me. But I didn't really think it was scary. I didn't feel yeah. scared I didn't by it. I want people to watch it and see what they think. But, you know, when I think of Halloween movies, I think there's always something really creepy or scary. And I just didn't really get that from this one. Yeah. I, in talking about this, would like to talk about a candy that I used to love called Tartan Tinies. Mm. Uh, and what happened with Tartan Tinies is that eventually the company 
made them candy-coated Tartan Tinies, which I did not like. So you would think, well, Dirk, your original Tartan Tinies are still there. <laughs> no, these new Tartan Tinies erased the old Tartan Tinies. I can't get the old Tartan Tinies anymore. And I just want to remind people that that's not how movies work. If a new Halloween movie comes out, the John Carpenter one is still there. Mm-hmm. You can still watch it. Yeah. The Rob Zombie one's still there. Halloween 4, still there. And people get so riled up about these things. And I just think, it's going to be okay. Your movies that you love are still there. If you didn't connect with this, it's totally fine. And good news for everyone, I just Googled it today, and they brought back the original Tartan Tinies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. What a big finish. Isn't that amazing? Movie review. Yes. So, <laughs> Tartan Tinies so are back. So did you immediately order them? They're in our Amazon cart Great, right I now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Halloween Ends. I mean, I feel like everyone's going to watch this that's going to watch it, and everyone's not that doesn't. It's just the way horror movies work. Mm-hmm. David Gordon Green's about to do three Exorcist movies now, so I'm not excited, and I'll watch all three of them. Great. Yeah, so I'm happy for everyone that gets paid off that. Next is Hellraiser 2022, directed by David Bruckner, who did The Night House, which we absolutely loved, starring Jamie Clayton as Pinhead and Odessa as Zion, I think I'm saying that right, who is our amazing lead. I know you didn't watch this one. Well, I didn't watch it because you are one of those people who wants to watch something right when it comes out. Oh, oops. And I had just driven us home from California on a very long road trip. Yeah. So I needed to sleep and you needed to watch this movie. And I understand that about you. So I was like, yep, you watch your movie. Have fun with it. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. If you want to watch it, I totally will watch it again. It's a standalone, kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one was. They didn't say it's going to be a three-picture deal or linked to the original or whatever. It's just its own thing. And I thought that's such a smart thing to do. I hope all horror movies go this way. I want it to just say, David Bruckner, Hellraiser. Just give us that. Just like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Just give us the new person's vision Mm -hmm. and then title. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, let's just simplify rather than having Halloween and then the sequel, which is called Halloween 2018. It's not really called Halloween 22, but we have to say that because otherwise we're talking about Halloween and it's sequel Halloween. It's just so so crazy. But my favorite Halloween is the Halloween that doesn't even fit with the franchise. Halloween 3. Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, yeah. Which Halloween Ends uses that font in the beginning, and that's a movie, Halloween 3, that's not about Michael Myers, and this movie also doesn't say a lot about Michael Myers, but now we're not talking about Hellraiser. So Hellraiser 2022. (laughs) I think the lead, Odessa, is amazing. I love the new look of the Cenobites, I think is really fun. I enjoy a fresh take. If you're into watching Hellraiser stuff, you could do far worse than this. I say, if you're curious, give it a shot because they do some cool stuff. The lament configuration stuff is all fascinating. So I I say, go for it. I hope it means we get more. Which brings us to... Bodies, 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 directed by Helena Rain, stars Amanda Stenberg, Rachel Sennett, Maria Baklova, Chase Sweet Wonders, and Maya LaHerald. Uh, what did you think of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? That's how you're supposed to say it. Or is it Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? I think you can say it however you want. It's the same. <laughs> I was going to keep going until you started talking. I think this was fun in a way of, you know, trying to connect horror mystery with, like, a new generation. In a way, if I took films from, like, my time, I would say that this movie is kind of like Clue and Kids combined. Ooh. 
very nice. I agree. I thought the way that it sort of moves about the plot, if you will, is... I thought the plot was good. I thought the actors were all playing interesting roles. The reveal at the end is funny, which is a nice way to wrap up a horror movie. So you end with a funny feeling rather than mm-hmm. being sad. I thought the language being very present. That's what I kept hearing people say is they're like, this is how young people talk. This is how people were talking about the movie, which is annoying. Yeah, I thought Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was good. I hope people check it out. I want to see what Helena does next. Oh, yeah, the plot was a party at a mansion that goes sideways. By the way, there's a, that's what the movie's about. Which brings us to My Best Friend's Exorcism by director Damon Thomas, starring Elsie Fisher, Amaya Miller. A friend is possessed, and so her friend gets a guy from the mall to get that demon out. (laughs) What'd you think of My Best Friend's Exorcism? I thought it was fun. I had a good time with it. Um, I really liked when we talk about character transition and watching um, the actress Amaya Miller who plays Gretchen Mm -hmm. her go from being sweet teenage best friend and then just transforming into this possessed you know demon I thought she did such a good job I mean she really is both of those things in this movie so into it yeah I agree I had a really fun time with this Mm -hmm. one again I love the friend dynamics you know Mm -hmm. me with movies like that I'm like I'm totally in if I believe these characters and their friendship if I had a nitpick it's just that so many titles for their artwork are doing neon that it looks kind of basic or typical and I thought once we press play I was like oh this is really good I, I don't know if that even makes sense to you but it's like how Netflix uses the Stranger Things colors and stuff it's just like so many things get the same ah doesn't matter doesn't matter well i think it does matter because i think for you because of your background in a being in a movie store the visual aspect of the box or in this case the key art yeah the art is important and so if you didn't know anything about this movie and you just saw it on the shelf you maybe wouldn't watch it just based on what right what is being shown to you yeah it's important it also just looks like it's targeting a younger demographic but it's actually like a horror movie you know what i mean i think it yeah I like mean, it, I it's got it, like a monster high vibe is what i'm saying more yeah. than like i didn't what it see is. the art so i'm not sure oh okay well I'm then never sure. mind i'll show it to you uh <laughs> we'll record another podcast later on uh okay which brings us to the house of darkness directed by neil laboot starring justin long and kate bosworth a man drives a lady home and boy does he hang around too long what did you think of house of darkness Well, I think the last few minutes are the best. Yeah, me too. The last five minutes. The final turn for this movie is very satisfying. Yeah. I know that Neil Laboot wrote this and directed it. So these are the intended characters and we're supposed to feel the way we're feeling when we watch it. I just don't like him. I don't like the character that Justin Long is playing in this. I understand that's intentional. Yeah, I'm you're not, not supposed to. I I know it. I get it. But it's a long time to be with that character. Yeah. And I I don't want to, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but once it turns, it's very interesting. So it's like as a piece that, you know, is constructed and purposefully created, I go, it's very effective for what it's doing. I just didn't want it to do it for so long. Yeah. And I think that's the point. I yeah. mean, it's like yeah, you yeah. had to live in the room with those people for that period of time. And so then it's very satisfying when yeah. you see the ending. And I think that it's set out to do exactly what it was supposed to exactly. do. Exactly. So I think yeah. that's good. But it wouldn't be a movie that I would watch again. No. 
which there's movies like that and that's fine, but I would definitely say watch it. Oh, absolutely. I think that those three women in it, you want to see what they're doing. All the mm-hmm. stuff they're talking about, I'm like, I want that movie. Mm-hmm. Like if this movie makes it so that movie could get made because you'll need a bigger budget, that would be amazing. But yeah, I want to see what those what those gals get up to. Next is The Invitation, director Jessica M. Thompson, starring Thomas Doherty, Nathaniel Emanuel, Stephanie Cornelius. A lady finds a lost relative and travels to England to encounter something. What do you think of The Invitation? I think I would never do anything like that. No. <laughs> nope. So right away, I was like, hmm. Yeah. It starts out to be maybe a sexy vampire movie. But it's not. No. That's the invitation. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. Watch it's, it. I think the female lead, Natalie Emanuel, is fantastic. I think it, she. it's weird that she goes there. I think you get the cool, quirky castle environment and the help and what they're up to. And so I think it's interesting. It's cool to see something like this get a theatrical release. So you can, uh, you can find that on all streaming platforms. Final thoughts on the invitation. I love... The best friend dynamic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that they open it up to maybe make this, like, a thing. Where these two, like, badass ladies kill all the vampires. Yeah. So. Spoiler alert. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good about talking about movies and not telling people what happened. It's fun. (laughs) Which brings us to Chill Factor from 1989. Directed by Christopher Webster, the producer of Hellraiser 1 and 2, and Heathers, a snowmobile movie with demons. Sarah, what'd you think of Chill Factor? Loved it. Yes. I, you know, I grew up on Mount Hood, so immediately, just with the snowmobiles and the ski suits, and, yep. you know, I just was like, stopped everything I was doing to watch it. Yep. I think that it was fun. Yeah. Good find. I agree. I have never been on a snowmobile. Mm. This is the episode where I um, we've passed the 100 mark, but I finally got to admit to not being on a snowmobile. <laughs> not many people have. Right. And you told me how loud they were. Yeah. And then when we're watching this, even the soundtrack is drowned out by the sound of the snowmobiles. It's so strange. This is exactly the type of movie I would have had the promo tape of and watched hundreds of times. The score is bonkers. The lines are incredibly wild. And it's great for a group. This Arrow Video Blu-ray made the movie look beautiful. I mean, it just looks Mm -hmm. incredible. Some people say it's like Evil Dead in ski suits. It's not that. It's not that crazy and bonkers and and silly. It's I think it's being very the actors being very serious in their intentions, and it's just really fun. Chill Factor from 1989. Can't recommend it enough. Lastly, we're gonna discuss Significant Other, directed by Dan Burke and Robert Olson, starring Micah Monroe. Jake Lacey. It's these sinister events that plague a couple in the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Sarah, what do you think of Significant Other? Well, I think just like Chill Factor, because it was set, you know, in the mountains where I grew up, I feel like this movie, I immediately felt like I knew where they were because it was very Pacific Northwest vibes. We had just ocean, driven mountain. through it. We had just <laughs> driven through the places they were at. We yeah. had just been at this. Wedding overlooking the ocean, which there's like this scene that is significant that really felt like where we were, you mm-hmm. know? And so I liked that a lot. I love the actress. Yes. Maika or Micah? It's M A I K A. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm unsure <laughs> how to say so, it, but fantastic. Yeah, she performance. was so good. Her performance was really great. Um, 
And yeah, I had fun with this one. I was into it. It was a fun watch. Yeah, it moves. It's got a great pace. Keeps you kind of guessing with its twists and its turns. Very satisfying kills in this. I highly recommend Significant Other. And my favorite solo watch was The Cat from 1992, a.k.a. 1000 Year Old Cat, directed by Lam Nai Kai, his last film, I believe. Of course, he directed The Seventh Curse and Story of Ricky, two of my favorites. I hadn't been able to find a copy until this year, so I was so excited to put it on. Uh, it's an adaptation of the novel Old Cat by Ni Quang. A cat from outer space teams up with a young alien girl in her night, along with an adventure novelist named Wisely, to fight a murderous alien that possesses people. Like all his other movies, or those last two I mentioned, it's gooey, it's gross, highly entertaining, extremely hard to find, so hopefully that gets a release this year. That is The Cat from 1992. There you have it, Sarah. We have watched some things. <laughs> mm-hmm. So many things. And I want to thank you for putting together this great... Um, this great collection of things for me to watch. I know that every year can't be an October title track that is made just for me, but I really feel like this one was. So awesome. I was into it. I just want to thank you for it. I think that you should post the movie so everyone else can watch them. It doesn't have to be October. They could watch them in November. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. I will try to do that. Cool. <laughs> our last segment is our annual Halloween check-in with our daughter, Adeline. We're back, and I'm joined by Adeline Marshall. Thank you for being here. Hello. It's tradition now that you join the show and talk about some spooky season entertainment. Are Yay! You are you excited for Halloween? <laughs> yeah. We have our Halloween decorations set up. We already have the Halloween town up, so... Yep. All right. <laughs> well, we've done a lot of really fun uh, spooky things this season. Uh, what are you going to be? I don't think anyone's going to know this, but I'm going to be an anime character from Demon Slayer that I have not. I have not ever watched Demon Slayer. I just thought the character was cute because she has little butterfly wings. Yeah, she's cool. Super <laughs> yeah. cool. It's, that's the outfit you wore to Comic-Con or did we not have it then? We didn't have it at Comic-Con. You were a ghost then? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, perfect. Uh, what what should I be? Vampire. You already have the hair for a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what's your favorite candy to get on Halloween? I didn't know this. This is like the easiest Kit Kats. Kit Kats. Kit Kats. Kit -Kats. Right. It used to be Skittles, though. Like, I, I loved Skittles. Yeah. They'll be back. I'm sure they'll be back. I hope they'll be back. All right. Well, we'll just dive right into it. Okay. We're going to talk about a couple films. The first one. my paper. The first one is Curse of Bridge Hollow. It's new on Netflix, uh, directed by Jeff Wadlow, starring Pariah Ferguson, Marlon Wayans, and Kelly Rowland. It's a great show. It's great. You really enjoyed this <laughs> I one. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> That's okay. What are some of the things you liked about it? Well, one of my favorite parts has to be seeing the little, like, the girls in the cemetery, because I like their outfits. It's really cute. Yeah, she makes I'm fun. actually wearing a skirt that actually kind of matches theirs. That's true. So, I was like, when she found the secret chest. Yeah, like the, the secret weird... chest. At first, I actually thought it was a vase, but apparently it's a pumpkin. It was like, like a turnip? She said it was like a turnip, and I was, and then she said it was a pumpkin. So then I'm, I'm confused, cause the people said it was a pumpkin, and then she said it was a turnip. So then, and I thought it was a vase. So yeah, it's so confusing. But I like the big, big spider. Yeah, I the love big that spider one. was cool. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So for people, uh, the premise is that there's a thing called what's his name, Funky Jack. What's it called? 
Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Yeah. And he... I don't like... It. It's a weird name. It's a like, weird it's name. so weird. And his spirit, like, <laughs> brings Halloween decorations to life. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> so his spirit goes into different Halloween decorations, and then that Halloween decoration, like, the first one it goes into goes and touches more, I guess, or yeah, something, and then floats, like, it comes smoke. to life. Yeah. Like, purple sm- It's so weird. Yeah, I like, like the part with so the zombies, when the zombies oh, came yeah. alive, and, and he's then... like, oh, yeah, they're just animatronics. It's fine. And he gets bit, and he thinks he's going to turn into a zombie. Yeah, and it just took, like, a... I noticed it took, like, a whole chunk of his skin off. I think it was supposed to be just, like, teeth prints. It was supposed to, but it looked like a whole chunk of his skin just... Right. Well, we should address this right now. It's rated TV-14, so yeah. what's something you noticed about that? There's a warning about this that I have on this <laughs> paper that I totally read. Yep. It has a lot of swears. It has a lot of swears. Yeah. Warning. A lot of swears. Yeah. So just know if you're watching this with your family, depending on the kind of language you use you might I'm be eight and I watched it yep. they mostly say the a word That's I don't want to say it so I'm just gonna say that we know what yeah. it is yeah yeah well, good perfect any okay. other final thoughts do you recommend this movie to people? yes but I have you have more notes yes okay so I did the, I just did the spider so yeah I like that when the guy says nope not today because the death dude comes and he's like yeah. No, I'm not dying today. Nope, not today. The so Grim he, Reaper uh, shows yeah. up at a yeah, at he's a just like, old folks' home. Like it's like death shows up to him, and he's like, nope, not today. Yeah, that was a good guess. I'm living for Halloween. Thank you. <laughs> this is just gonna be us laughing the whole time. Yeah, that's so okay. People like happiness. <laughs> that's all right. All right. So I also notes? I also like. Okay, I don't have another note. I just. Oh wait, yeah, I do. So the end is so funny. It is okay. Funny. Okay. Okay. We can move on now. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So that's Curse of Bridge Hollow, <laughs> new to Netflix. We watched it. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. Next, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about The Munsters, directed by Rob Zombie, starring Monsters! Daniel Roebuck, Jeff Daniel Phillips, and Sherry Moon Zombie, right, and so Richard Brake. We did not finish this movie. That's right. You are halfway into The Munsters. I'm almost. I'm almost to half of it. <laughs> Yeah, we'd already watched one movie, and it was just, it's its a two-hour film. I don't like so. to watch two movies in the same day at the same exact time. Yeah. Anyway, so, moving on. Yeah, so what'd you think of the monsters? Uh, monsters. I like the werewolf dude a lot. Werewolf dude's He's cool. cool. He's cool, yeah. Yep. Can we share about that thing I used to always do? Sure. <laughs> so when I was little, this is actually kind of one of the reasons I went down the werewolf dude. When I was really little... I would love the little werewolf toy we have in our little Halloween town. And so I would put him in my room and play with him. And then my mom and dad would be like, where's werewolf dude? And so then I would just teetle over to my room, pick him up, teetle back. And then they'd just be like, there he is. And then I'd just teetle back to my room, put yeah. him back down. And this was before you could talk, I should yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yes, it was before you could talk, and you would just go into your room, and you would get the little wolf man out of your dollhouse or wherever you'd put it, and then you just come teetling back into the room. It was the cutest thing. Moving on. Moving on. Back to the monsters. I Orlocks. Yeah, I was I was stuck on that name because oh, it's in your handwriting. Orlock, yeah. Because it's <laughs> I still would be stuck on it, I guess. So Orlock something anyway. I love him because he's funny, and yeah. I love Lily too. Orlock's great when he's yeah, showing I love, the pictures of I his rats. I love it. Yes, I love that part too. I also love it when he dances. The dance is like one of my favorite things I've seen you this year. You can't tell because you can't see me, but I'm dancing. It's true. <laughs> She's dancing a lot, like Orlock. 
I would watch just a, that video of on loop of just Orlock doing this oh vampire God, yes. dance. They probably have that on YouTube. I don't know. I don't know. Look that up. You should just yes, a loop of Orlock. Just like. Yeah. Just never ending loop. Like YouTube videos always end, right? This yeah. doesn't end. It's just like. Did you like when <laughs> Grandpa the vampire like rises up out of his coffin and then he's like, "Oh, my back." No, he's not Grandpa. Grandpa. That's his name. Really? Yeah. Oh God. Well, now I'm looking at him in the eye. So we have a little cardboard stand right behind you. I'm right now having to look at his face. Okay, now I'm scared. So, <laughs> so would you recommend the monsters to people? Yes, but I have one more thing. I've heard. Oh, yeah, I have one more thing. Uh, I like the mad doctor laugh. I love it when they laugh. Yep. I love the dumb one though. Like he's so funny. The one who's just the big like, guy. Yeah, he's alive, and he's like, <gasps> he's alive, and he's like. I'm a big cockroach. Oh, like, yeah, and he's cockroach like, smash. He's like smashing the cockroach. Like, and he's like, oh, hey, still alive. And then the other dude, the actually kind of smart one, he's just yeah. talking to him and he doesn't even care. He's just petting his cockroach. Like, Do you want to know something really crazy? <laughs> what? The same actor that plays the mad doctor also plays Orlock. <sighs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's a talented actor, I tell you. That's Richard Brake. <laughs> he pretends to be. Dumb and smart. Yeah, he's awesome. Wow. Uh, next. That is cool. Hey, did you have any more thoughts on the monsters before uh, we move on? No, but but what, what are we moving on? Well, to? you started something that I haven't started. Oh yeah, you yet. haven't done Hocus Pocus two yet. No, I'm talking about Scooby Doo Trick or Treat. I've not finished that. I've just started that. Any first thoughts? Well, it's pretty good. Okay, moving right along then. <laughs> You're just like. So so far, okay, you yeah, recommend the Curse of Bridge. Apollo and yes, the monsters. Yes, but warning, there's a lot of swears. Right. Okay, that brings us to the last movie, and this is the one that we're all here to talk about. Hocus Woo. Pocus 2, directed by Ann Woo. Fletcher, starring Bette Midler, uh -huh. Kathy and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. He Along... has not watched Hocus Pocus 2, but I'm the only one in this house that has. You watched Woo. it You watched it with your grandparents. Um, yeah. And what did you think? It was great. Yeah? It showed the Hocus Pocus ladies as kids, so that was exciting. That's super fun. <laughs> Did yeah. you have any favorite parts? To be honest, it's a little hard to pick a favorite because they're all so good. So I'm going to maybe have to go with when the zombie guy comes out of the grave. Oh, yeah, the zombie guy. You would actually love that part because it's a great funny part. When he comes out and then the dude just like, ah, and he's yeah. like, eh. Did you think it was funny when they went to the... They go to a store, right? They go to a Yeah, store. and the girls, they went to the little... Which store do you want me to talk about? The witchy one or the non-witchy the, one? When they, don't they first go to a non-witchy one? They go to like a Walgreens or something? No, first they go to a witchy one. Then oh. they go to a non you don't have to talk about it either. You know, I'm just going to do the non-magical store because it's a lot easier to explain. Sure. All through the witches, they like souls, you know, kids' souls. Yep. So... The girls trick them into thinking that souls are in, like, lotions and stuff. <laughs> so then they try all the samples, like... They put the lotion on? And all that, yeah. That's funny. And then it's like... Yeah. All over them. So, yeah. She... Yeah, that's the funny part. And then she looks in one of those... You know those big circle mirrors, at like, hanging from the ceiling? Uh -huh. She looked in it, and there it was one of those ones, the trick ones. You know, like the ones with that show your face all, like... Yeah. So she looked at one of those and she was like, <gasps> <laughs> Well, that's great. Oh my God. 
So that's funny. Okay. So yeah, that's a funny part. And then she was like, she asked the employee, how many souls are in this? And he's like, none, none. And she's like, she turns to the kids like, you lied to us. So then they chased them. Okay. So, yeah, it's great. I recommend it. You recommend it. Yeah. Because you like you the first one. You've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. And I, so both of the movies are the best. They're great. Well, there you have it. That's yeah. Adeline's spooky recommendations. <laughs> and soon he'll watch it. Probably. That's right. Hopefully. Yep, I will. Uh, well, Adeline, thank you so much for returning to talk about movies. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> will you come back on again? Yes. All right. Until next time, I I'm Dirk Marshall. I always come back on! <laughs> And this has been VHS <laughs> talking spooky movies. And laughing. <laughs> Happy so holidays, happy. everybody.